During our last three broadcasts, we've been talking about helping others through listening. We're not just talking about any kind of listening, but we're talking about biblical listening. There's been much misinformation spread around about listening, as though listening in and of itself were able to help people. Of course, it may help somebody to get a little bit of tension off of his chest, but uh, that doesn't solve his problem. No, biblical listening is listening for facts so that we can bring the Bible's answers to the person's solutions. You see, Bible listening is solution-oriented, not problem-focused. People who are interested in listening in and of itself as a means and an end for solving problems don't really care about listening so that they can offer God's advice. They believe that the process of listening itself is able to make changes in people. It makes changes all right. It gives a person a certain sense of relief for a while, which is very deceptive. He goes away feeling better, may even wring the counselor's hand and say, oh, you've helped me so much, I feel so much better. But if he hasn't been given God's answers to the problem, if the problem hasn't been listened to very carefully and then analyzed in the light of the scriptures, and then to that problem are not brought the answers of God's word, that person very soon, usually abruptly, comes to his senses and says, Yes, I felt better talking to him about it, but the problem is still here. And if that person to whom he talked, who listened to him only, was a Christian, and he knows that this person was a Christian, then he may even say, well, if that person doesn't have the answer, knowing the Bible so much better than I, then I guess God doesn't have an answer to the problem. And that can be serious business. Now, we've been talking about listening then for facts. In Proverbs 18:13, we read, He who answers before he hears, it is a folly to him and a reproach. And we've tried to show that if you don't want to be foolish in the way that you try to help others, and you don't want actually to have those persons whom you seek to help turn on you and, and reproach you, that you had better listen and get the facts before you answer. We considered some of the reasons why people often jump too quickly to give an answer. They have pat answers. They fail to, divert, uh, to distinguish between things that truly are different. They come with their minds made up like Job's counselors. Sometimes they fail to distinguish the levels of the problem. Uh, sometimes they jump to conclusions because they think it was just like something they saw two weeks ago. And sometimes uh, they just don't even care about the counselee. All they're interested in doing, as Proverbs 18.2 says, uh, is to... Uh, reveal their own opinions rather than be concerned about understanding the other person's need. Well, these are some reasons why people don't listen. And then in our last broadcast, we saw that we listen in order to answer. We listen for the facts in love, and we try to get what God really wants us to know so that we can bring God's true solutions to the problem. Now let's move on in chapter 18 to verse 15, another verse that deals with listening. There are three very critical listening verses right together here in this 18th chapter of Proverbs. In Proverbs 18.15, we read in the Berkeley translation, A discerning mind gets knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks information. Now, I want you to notice, according to this passage, that the listener is not passive. 
He has to work at his listening. Notice, the discerning mind gets knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks information. You're not going to get it all, necessarily, by the counselee himself telling it to you. Uh, this, in this passage, you notice who it is that's on top of the counseling. It's not the counselee who's running the counseling situation, but it's the counselor. The counselor is not passive, he's active, and he's in control. This is a very structured kind of listening. It's not just some kind of stream of consciousness or free association listening about which uh, uh, some counselors rave so highly. They get a counselee, for example, on the couch, and they say, now talk about anything, and they sit behind his head where he can't see them, and uh, uh, they sit there and, and peel and eat an orange during the hour while the counselee rattles on about every and anything that comes into his mind. No, that's not the kind of listening situation that we're talking about here at all. That kind of counseling and that kind of listening can go on forever before you get any valuable information. You might go on for years. Indeed, sometimes it does, sometimes for a lifetime. And still, the real and vital information doesn't come to the fore. A listener who knows what he's doing, a person who is helpful to another, will go for the jugular. He'll go for the critical issues. He'll go for the things he needs to know in order to get an answer. He will structure the counseling situation. Often this has to be done because, you see, the person may be highly emotional. His thoughts may be coming out in all directions. They may be bursting out in all, all ways. I mean, he may be saying, there's this problem with my mother, and then my wife gets involved, and then down at work I had another problem, and then, and then, and then. The listener has to say, now, wait a minute, John. I'll jot all those down on a piece of paper here so we don't forget any of them, but let's take one thing at a time. Now, let's talk about your mother. What happened? When did it begin? Where did it all start? Let's get the facts. And so he stays on one subject, and he keeps the counselee on one subject, and he probes into that subject until he gets all that he needs to know about that subject in order to make a biblical analysis of the problem, and therefore to be able to bring a biblical solution to it. The listener is the one who actively listens. He is in control. The data are sought and gotten according to this passage. But notice also, a discerning mind gets knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks information. For a person to listen well, he has to be discerning. He has to have some wisdom in the way in which he goes about it. He is a wise counselor who uses his mind to discern facts or get knowledge. You see, we're not working simply in the realm of feelings and emotion, as some people think you are when you're listening. There are some counselors who talk about listening for the emotion, listening for the feeling. But in this passage we read about listening for facts, listening for knowledge, and listening for information. And it takes wisdom. It doesn't take too much wisdom to listen for a person's feelings if he comes in and he says, I feel awful, or I feel nervous all the time. So you feel nervous and you feel awful, but now what's the problem? Why? What's behind all this? That's the issue. Let's get down to the facts. And a good listener who listens biblically is one who is concerned about knowledge. He's concerned about information. And if he's wise, he seeks information. If he has a discerning mind, he goes after the knowledge that he needs and he gets it. And so that's what we need to see here as we talk about listening today, that it's knowledge and information, factual data, not feelings, 
that we're concerned about gathering when we listen to help another who is in trouble. When your child comes in with a difficulty, when he sits around moody and you try to talk to him, don't simply talk about his feelings, as some would tell you. Go for the facts. Get the information. You're not going to be able to help him significantly in any other way. Of course, you have to recognize his feelings and you have to appreciate what his feelings are. Sometimes you have to challenge his feelings if they're feelings that are not biblically legitimate at this point for this reason. But whatever the feelings are, that won't tell you what the problem behind them is. Go for the information in your listening always. Lord, help us to seek wisdom and then in wisdom to seek information. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen.